cliffcentral.com. Speaking of what you could spend your money on and what you could do with your money, we're going to cross now live to Sean Sanders, who is, of course, with Revix. He's one of the co-founders of Revix. We're going to talk a little bit about cryptocurrencies. This is something everybody in the audience loves to do on a regular basis. And, Sean, it's always good to have you on. How are you? Good morning, guys. Yeah, morning. good things. How are you doing this morning? Good. Uh, would you buy that mm-hmm. diamond for $21 million? I think I can put my money to work elsewhere. Um, but I mean, it's a beautiful diamond. Don't get me wrong. But Sean, uh, diamonds are not a great investment, right? Uh, not to my knowledge. Actually, that's one of the most, well, one of the poorest performing asset classes yeah. over the last few years. I think you've seen this artificial scarcity get created uh, back in the 80s and 90s. Right. And since then, you've just seen sort of diamond prices move along. And now you've got artificial diamonds as well. So definitely not an asset class that I'd, get, I'd, want, I'd want to get involved in. Well, let's talk about an asset class that you do want to get involved in and you are involved in. Let's talk about Ethereum and uh, the merge that's going on there because we, we hinted at this just a couple of weeks ago. How are we looking in that front? And you guys are apparently hosting an Ethereum webinar on the 14th. So this is something that I think a lot of people might want to come and join. Tell us about that. Yeah, so the merge is actually happening a little sooner than expected. Uh, this is the Ethereum upgrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's happening on the 15th. So that's... Uh, sometime next week. And yeah, the uh, Revix team, the investment team, they're putting together a webinar to talk about everything uh, Ethereum merge uh, related. And that's on the 14th next week at six o'clock South African time. So if you want to learn more about the merge uh, and everything that's going on with Ethereum, come along to that webinar. The investment team are far smarter than me. Uh, they can answer a whole bunch of questions there. Uh, I don't even think it, it's a, it's not even a topic to get into, I think, in today's discussion. Uh, we spoke about it a lot last week. So if you want to learn more about it, right. maybe go listen to last week's episode. Well, I saw you and a team of your people, Revix people, you were all on top of uh, Lion's Head or something the other day. Is that right? You forced them to go Climbing up on mountains. Yeah, you, for- do, eh? you forced them to climb a mountain. How did they feel about that? Uh, you know, we got a pretty big business now, right? So uh, I think relatively speaking, so we've got 47 people. And when you say, hey, guys, come, let's go at five o'clock in the morning to climb Lion's Head during the middle of winter, Cape Town winter as well, you get a pretty poor turnout. So we've got five and a half people that pretty much turned out. Uh, but overall, they made it to the top. Now, I saw that on, on social media. Now, I also saw that you were, um, you attended, a, you've been at a couple of these, um, these, what do you call them, like conferences, um, uh, the, these, these shows that, that people have been hosting all over the world. Or cryptocurrencies. Tell us about a few of those before we go on to the other stuff. Yeah, sure. So I'm actually off to Switzerland this weekend uh, to go talk about all things crypto related in sort of the heart of Crypto Valley being Zug. Nice. Um, that's just near near Zurich. Um, I was at a conference last week, uh, which was the Centec uh, sort of telecom conference. Uh, that was a super interesting sort of discussion around the metaverse. Um, and it's it's always quite interesting when you start talking about crypto or you start talking about the metaverse or blockchain or AI, it just goes over so many people's heads. And it just reminds me every single time uh, just how early we are mm. really in a lot of these technologies. Um, and the adoption curve is it's you're still in sort of phase one. And um, I actually climbed on a plane yesterday because I flew to Johannesburg for, for just a day. And I just saw a whole bunch of people uh, sitting on the plane and everyone's seen this holding up a newspaper yeah and you just realize like wow like there is still this analog world people still oh, engage yeah. with old media and i mean we have to we have to just realize that i mean the adoption cycle is going to take a lot longer than what i think everyone thinks initially it's amazing to me that there are still people who like to read the newspaper but you're right there are and there are lots of people who 
have never read a newspaper in their lives. They, they've used their phone for that pretty much their entire life long so far. And, and we, we, we can't, you almost can't conceive of a world where both could coexist. Let's look at Cardano quickly because that had a, a very rough and continues to have a very rough period in, you know, what its, what its price is, uh, is, is at the moment and what it has been. But what's happening with Cardano? There's a, there's apparently a fork coming up. Now, this is always something people get excited about, and you can explain why again. Yeah, so the Cardano network is going through very similar to sort of the Ethereum upgrade. The difference being is that uh, this Basel fork uh, really is occurring. And Ethereum, I mean, we're not too sure just yet whether or not you're actually going to have a hard fork. Mm -hmm. And a hard fork, when you're looking at a blockchain, is very similar to what you had uh, with Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash back in 2017, where you've actually got a blockchain that sort of splits in two. You'll essentially have sort of a Microsoft 95 being the older version, mm-hmm. and then you've got a Vista or whatever the newer version is, and that's sort of the fork that occurs. And the reason this occurs really is that you've got developers on the network that believe in different ways uh, that the network should go. So maybe a certain group of developers believe that uh, the network needs to have greater decentralization, uh, while another group of developers believe that the, the blockchain network needs to be faster um, or have lower costs or whatever the story may be. And sometimes there's a trade-off between them. So that's certainly what right. happened uh, with the Bitcoin network. And that's what's happening now with uh, Cardano. So this this network's actually a pretty interesting sort of competitor to Ethereum. And mm-hmm. you've seen a lot of um, developer interest and a lot of uh, decentralized applications actually built on Cardano. And the difference between Cardano's upgrade versus Ethereum's upgrade is that uh, Ethereum's upgrade isn't actually aimed at speeding up the network. And it's not actually aimed at reducing the transaction costs on the Ethereum network. I don't know if anyone has, I mean, I'm sure loads of listeners have, I don't know if anyone here has actually ever used the Ethereum network, either interact uh, to interact with an application or to perhaps you know engage with a smart contract. Um, it is very expensive. I mean, you're looking at 350 to 500 rand right mm. now, and those are some of the lowest costs. And that's just any transaction, right? Um, so the the upgrade that's happening with Cardano is that all of a sudden you've got significantly lower transaction fees. Uh, you've got a faster network as well that emerges. So this is arguably a bigger upgrade than what's happening with Ethereum. The difference is obviously Cardano, it's the seventh largest cryptocurrency, not the second largest cryptocurrency right. uh, that's occurring. And the other thing I think important that's important to note is that the Ethereum upgrade is transitioning Ethereum from a certain consensus mechanism, being this proof of work system, uh, to uh, proof of stake, whereas Cardano has always been proof of stake. So uh, it's a slight difference in that front as well. All right. Well, the reality of the world at the moment is that inflation is probably on the on the horizon for many countries it's certainly in everybody's mind um, and people are concerned about this inflation means um, an increase in prices everywhere it means an increase in interest rates it means that if you owe money you're going to be paying more in interest on that money if you have money you're going to be lending it out and hopefully you'll be getting more as a result of that but for many people this is a very concerning thing and for governments it should be too so sean you have a vehicle which can help protect against inflation. And you can maybe explain the scenario a little bit better than I, I did just a second ago. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, inflation in South Africa, 7.8%. Um, that's up from 7.4% in June. The U.S. inflation, I mean, it's crazy to say this. It's higher than South Africa. It's 8.5% right now. Um, it's slightly down from where it was in June, which was you know, sort of record levels around 9.1%. Um, Eurozone inflation is also sitting around 9.1%. I mean, these are really high figures. 
Um, I've made the joke a couple of times on the podcast to actually say that we're able to predict the future, right? Because, right. I mean, go back 12, 18 months, we were talking about how this inflation um, sort of, I don't know, conundrum is going to emerge. And that's what's exactly what's happened, right? Worldwide, mm-hmm. everyone's talking about inflation. Inflation is across every single financial Times or Bloomberg article. And well, what do you do in these sorts of situations, right? Mm-hmm. So will inflation come down over the next 12 months? It seems quite likely, right? You've got uh, the petrol prices or the oil prices, they seem to be coming down. That's a big driver of inflation. Right. Um, the other side of this is that you have got very hot uh, labor markets currently in the US and elsewhere. It's quite likely that those markets change slightly. Um, but then when you look at sort of where to put your money, right, you can't go and put your money into a savings account, really. Right. I mean, unless that savings account is returning pretty good interest because you're losing money to inflation. That means that you need assets that are inflation protectors. So what we did is we created a bundle to to sort of address this. We actually launched this bundle about nine months ago. It's called the Inflation Shield. Um, and you kind of have to use the hand gesture when you do that, like the Inflation Shield bundle. Um, and <laughs> We've actually got a guy in the office, complete side note, a guy in the office in the investment team called Aaron. He literally looks like Superman. He very well may be Superman. And he came <laughs> up with that. So now I can't help but do that when, whenever I talk about the inflation field bundle. <laughs> um, but this is a dynamically reweighted bundle. Now, without getting into too much of the specifics, you have a bundle that is 75% gold and 25% Bitcoin and it dynamically reweights. So that weighting could change on a month to month basis, depending on the performance of the two assets. Now, if you look at the longer-term performance, uh, this is from 2016, um, gold has roughly returned just under 2.5% a year, so not really a good a good investment. Obviously, Bitcoin's performed really well. Now, maybe you don't want too, too much exposure to mm-hmm. Bitcoin, but by combining these two, you actually outperform both, um, and that's what's happened with the Inflation Shield bundle. You've got a bit of downside protection, and you've got the upside return that comes with Bitcoin. So you can head over to our platform. You can download our mobile app, and you can put 150 Rand if you wanted to into the Inflation Shield bundle or try out one of the other products that we have, of course. Sounds awesome. I'm afraid we're out of time, but it's always good to catch up with you. There's Sean Sanders from Revix. You can find out more by going along to Revix.com, the smart way to invest in crypto. Revix.com allows you to effortlessly own a diversified portfolio of the world's top cryptocurrencies, which automatically stays up to date with the ever-changing market. And as you say, uh, Sean, there are all these amazing things that you've got now, like the Inflation Shield um, and plenty of other good ones too. Yeah. There we go. So take a look at that ASAP. All right. Thanks, Sean. Enjoy Switzerland, go. and um, and we'll catch up with you soon. Brilliant. Ciao, guys. Have a good day. Bye. Yeah, sure. There it is. Revix.com with Sean Saunders. Cliffcentral.com.